world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, show 450, we have some guests on today. Our first guest didn't make it, Councilman Walt Cleary from Sussex Borough, who was instrumental in getting the 2A uh, Sanctuary uh, City uh, Ordinance passed. And then we have Councilman Lou Signorino from what town, Lou? Uh, West Milford. West Milford. So West Milford was the first town to get 2A sanctuary status, and this man sitting to my left was the one that did it, right? You pushed it through. And then sitting to his left is... You a know, sem- it is radio, right? So they can't see him sitting to your left. <laughs> so, and then uh, uh, sitting to his left is uh, Assemblyman Parker Space, who many of us know. He's uh, from up in Sussex County, and he's a strong advocate for Second Amendment rights. Parker, how are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I'm glad you're on the show today. And... Uh, we want to talk about this whole concept of uh, sanctuary uh, cities for Second Amendment because I'm going to be in Virginia next week uh, at the NRA board meetings. Uh, a shameless plug, Calandro for NRA. The ballots will be coming out in about three weeks. I'm running for a, a three-year term again. I, I don't know how you do it every two years, Parker. I, anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm Ask my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done with this. Uh, I want to go three years, and I think I'm going to retire it because we're only going to go up to show 666, and I'm retiring That's for it, some yeah. reason. 666. But it's so, appropriate. So we have a concept here. So the, the left, the progressive, started sanctuary cities for illegals and criminals because it helps our rich, diverse immigrant community. That's the line that all the states use, our rich, diverse immigrant community, a.k.a. illegals. And we know the end run is uh, to, so that they can vote because the, the left can't win new voters on their principles, so they have to import new bo- voters at the expense and safety of law-abiding citizens. Well, don't you understand? Correct. Everybody, I don't know how people can't see it clearly, but so I said the concept of sanctuary anything has to be challenged. If we want sanctuary cities ended for illegals, then the best challenge is to create sanctuary firearms law cities. If the socialists challenge us, they dig their own grave to -hmm. protect illegals, okay? So we all should speak up and demand sanctuary for firearms owners so that the left can choke on their own creation. That's what I feel. So, Lou, you're going to go first because you were the first one. So did you see what was going on in Virginia with the sanctuary cities? How did this start? How did you light this fire, and how did you get it passed? Uh, Well, you know, as far as uh, having some kind of opposition to the uh, restrictions that keep coming across for for gun rights, uh, it's something that's been in my heart for for quite a while. Um, But, uh, you know, seeing that the present events going on in Virginia and other places, it seemed like it was was the right thing to sort of just – uh, join in, um, sort of like uh, uh, prehistory, pre-American history. You know, everybody started join together with their with their uh, unified principles, and uh, you know, I think it's a little discouraging here in New Jersey because uh, 
such a liberal state, uh, such a uh, such a socialist uh, undertone to everything as far as legislation and and in our government here. I think it was it was definitely appropriate, and uh, I, I really um, it was sort of uh, the, at the end of my term. Uh, this I just ended my third term, uh, nine years on the council in West Milford. Um, and um, I thought it was important that uh, we, we passed this because uh, there still hadn't been any talk in New Jersey. Nobody had brought it up. And uh, um, it was sort of depressing to see uh, the direction we were going. And so uh, fortunately, I was able to convince uh, uh, the entire council that we should pass it. Um, and that's pretty much it. You the know? entire council passed it? The entire council passed it. But, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the the liberal influences in town already started uh, working. The minions are out there trying to get it reversed. and. Uh, you know, as you know, I've learned through the years, resolutions, uh, unless you uh, reenact them, uh, uh, the, the following year they do die. They die gotcha. at the end of that fiscal year. So um, the next count, incoming council would have to uh, resolve uh, the same. They would have to pass another resolution. Um, and I already hear talk. They want to change the words. They want to take the word sanctuary out. This is all from you know influences from the liberals. Uh, they're trying to you know water down the effects that it might have. Uh, as far as uh, you know, when it reaches people and people start to understand what it is. So. Parker, what about you? Are you? Do you know Walt Cleary from Sussex Barrow or no? Oh, Did absolutely. Oh, okay, yep. gotcha. Walt, sorry you couldn't be here. I hope you feel better. So, what's your take on all of this? Thing? I know you're a gun guy. I yeah, know you're a shooter. Your whole family, right? Absolutely. I mean, it was pretty much the same as uh, <coughs> the councilman was saying. Is about a month ago, I was down in Florida, and I was exercising my Second Amendment rights at the gun store, and that was sort of the talk of the uh, the shop that the next county over in Florida, I was in Volusia, Wake County had just passed a Second Amendment sanctuary county for, the, for that county in Florida, and then obviously with what was going on in Virginia, it kind of got my wheels turning, and I got home, and then I read about West Milford. And so that's when I went ahead and uh, with a few of my friends and, and people that work with resolutions to draw a couple up, one for a county and one for municipal uh, municipalities and or boroughs. And that's how Walter Cleary got it for Sussex Borough and they passed it. And then I also have one for countywide too. I'm working on Sussex County, hopefully Warren County to pass theirs also. Boy, this is phenomenal awesome. uh, trend. Uh, and again, the left, when they attack it, it's going to blow up in their face because yeah. we're going to say, well, you have sanctuary. Yeah, I understand yeah. that what Sanctuary Cities for Illegals is basically not complying with federal law. Right. So sanctuary, uh, Second Amendment sanctuary is basically not complying with state law. Would it? Would it? Is the, would that how it be? Where I maybe you guys can enlighten me a little bit. I'm slow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm you know, as an individual, I've been against uh, a lot of the restrictions that we already have. But uh, as a councilman, when I proposed this, really was the way that I proposed it was uh, for any future uh, new regulations, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do for the existing laws. Um, you know, if you break those laws, you get locked up. I mean, there's no question about it, uh, or whatever the uh, you know uh, the violation carries. But uh, you know, it's really just to let people know that you know we're not going to take it anymore. You shouldn't have to take it anymore. Just to raise the awareness so people understand this is it's an inalienable right. I mean, it's inalienable, right? It's inalienable. You cannot, uh, you know, the whole purpose of our constitution from you know, and, and I try to even as a councilman, I've sort of been an, I like to think that I've been an anomaly because I always sort of come from the heart and my constitutional side. You know, you have these rights. The rights that we were, were given were God-given. You have our, our, our uh, Bill of Rights are only there for the government to understand what you cannot do. So you're allowed to do this, 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 and that, but you're not allowed to uh, infringe on, you know, freedom of expression, uh, freedom to, uh, uh, to, uh, to arm yourself, 
and such. So people have to understand that that is that is not within the purview of the government uh, as it's outlined. So just raising the awareness and getting the conversation going, you know, you have every right not to have a gun. If you choose not to have a gun, you don't want to shoot, you're afraid of them, you don't like them, you think they're violent, that's your business. You have no right to take somebody else's right to, to, to practice as they wish. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty much where I was coming from. And, and just the opportunity to raise awareness for such an important uh an important topic it's fundamental to our society and and we see the society breaking down you know in front of us and and it's just getting quicker and quicker so uh, once it's gone you know good good try getting it back so i think and, it's, and it's for all you important. listeners out there there's a, a 22 facebook pages for each uh county with all the resolutions that uh, Lou had worked on, basically, that people copied and uh, made them generic. And also, if you go to the Gun for Hire 2A page, where we update people on everything 2A, everything is there, too, in PDF uh, format and a Word document. So any towns or other counties, but there are 22 county pages now where this is spreading like wildfire mm. that was started by you guys, which I think is phenomenal because Virginia, 85 of the 92 uh, cities or county counties are sanctuary counties now and there's going to be a lot going on in Virginia that's going to show us uh, what the resolve is with the government and how far they're going yeah, to push this. Gonna go, yeah. Who, if they're going to start going to people's houses. Now Parker, how, how do you go to work down in Trenton with the Democrats having a super majority? How do you do it? Do you bite through your entire lip every time you go down there? It How's can, this work? It can definitely make it difficult because <coughs> sometimes you you go down to Trenton and you, you cannot imagine the things that they can come up with to make life more difficult for somebody living in the state of New Jersey. Uh, the majority of them don't. Uh, I always say you can look at the legislative website and when it lists their occupation and like myself as a farmer they're the kind of people that should be there and I believe that's how our country was set up mm -hmm. as a part-time legislature as a working man or woman knowing what it is to to try to set the laws forth for the people that are in this state uh, when you see full-time occupational legislator they're the ones that probably shouldn't be there they, right. they've been living in a bubble right. they're not in touch with reality with the people here in the state of New Jersey and it, it can be discouraging, but like you said, you have to be a voice and you have to stand up for what you believe in. Well, you do, because I, I, I watch the videos and I watch the YouTubes and I've been down there to see you in action. Now, you see the shooting that happened in Texas, and for the first time ever, people see graphic video of what happens with an active shooter and how fast they can go down. Now, uh, Parker, if that had happened in a New Jersey church or synagogue, how many people would be dead today? It would have been a very unfortunate situation. And the first thing the left would have been calling for was more gun control. More gun control. More gun control. I think one, one of the, the biggest issues that I always stumble upon and I, and I try to confront, or I'll call them the gun-grabbing legislators that we have, is that every time they try to enact another piece of legislation against our Second Amendment rights, if it's the... Uh, magazine capacity, whatever it might be, none of these people have ever applied for a firearms ID card, never tried to apply for a pistol permit to buy a pistol. 
they think you can just walk into any store and pick out what you want out the door <laughs> you go. This is how out of touch from reality they are. And you try to explain to them, it's like talking to a stone. They just don't want to hear what you have to say because they always think they're in the right. They've never gone through the process that us, the law-abiding citizens, have to every day. Correct. And, and I fully understand that. The, the majority of, of the lawmakers on the left don't understand the law and they don't understand what people have to go through through the process. I get it all the time because I get customers come in and they'll be like, I've had people walk in the door and say, hi, I want to buy a gun. I'm like, all right, do you have your firearms ID card? What's that? Do you have a pistol or permit? What's that? No, I thought I could just come in with my driver's license. So then I spend 20 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back. <laughs> I educate them. They leave. Four months later, the husband and wife come back with their FID card and their, and their pistol permit, and they go, we were treated like criminals. We had to wait four months. The law says 30 days. We had to get fingerprinted, background check, references. They called my job to let my boss know I was buying a gun. And then you have that awakening. And it's the same thing with the legislators. They do not understand. And they use the term assault rifle all the time. They want to ban black rifles. So everybody on the left is pretty much racist because they're picking on a gun for its color, by the way. We should start making the ARs. Uh, uh, plastic, but with a wood grain tone on it, yes. <laughs> like a thin Formica finish, and now it's not a black rifle. But you see in six seconds, this firearms instructor, head of church security, why is it that people like, you're a part-time legislator, why is it people like Governor Murphy, who's surrounded 24-7 by taxpayer-funded security, Arms. Why is his life Heavily more valuable security. than our lives? Yeah. And and my philosophy is, I don't know how many of you are religious here, but Lou, let's say you go to church every Sunday with your family, your wife and five kids. Mm -hmm. I just made that up. Mm -hmm. You have a security guard or a cop outside that you're paying $50, $75 an hour to, to protect the congregants. If a van pulls up and five guys get out with AK-47s, that cop is running for cover because mm. he has no skin in the game. Right. But if you were standing outside and your wife and five kids are inside, mm. are you running? No, no, I'm no. going to protect my children. You can't pay yeah, yeah. a stranger yeah. to protect you in, in a situation defense, like yeah, yeah. that. But yet they tout this all the time, you know, from uh, Weinberg, who she's been on the show, by the way. No way. Oh, yeah. yeah I had really? Weinberg on the show two she points a year and a half ago. I'm so she sorry sat right you. here. <laughs> you know what I did? I tried to reach across the aisle. I tried to educate her. I brought her in here. I showed her the place, how it's clean and all the diversity and how many. I kind of stacked the deck. Uh, she's from Teaneck or Tenafly. I had a bunch of uh, religious people here with their kids and women and shooting, kind of staged a little bit. And walked her through the whole place and made her, it was one, when they were just in the 10 round mag was in its infancy. And basically she told us straight up that they pass a law, they know it's not fully constitutional, but she said, let, let the, the courts, courts sort it out. Sort Isn't that it out. crazy? Yeah. That's insane. And, and she said that we have that. It's her, on the show. Her son, yeah. she said, my son constantly gives me grief. She's like, my son will call me up and say, Mom, what law did you pass today to limit more of our rights? And she said, as many as I can. Wow. And yes, it's, she said it's, that on the show. And her son she's is, out of touch. Uh, he's, is he a member here? Oh, no, 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 not her son. No, no, her son's not a member. But her grandson's a Boy Scout in California, and he made, he got his merit badge for shooting. For shooting. You know, and like she just That's, she just doesn't get it. She's out of touch. But uh I get a lot of frustrated Jewish people and Catholics that come in here because they can't protect themselves at the church. New Jersey will not allow them because it's not their property. It belongs to the church, the archdiocese or whatever. will not allow them to carry guns. 
You know, you can't get a couple of congregants that could, you know, even be... They've tried to even start their own security companies, and the state has knocked it down. The state police has knocked it down. And then every time something happens, we hear, oh, we need more gun control, we need this. No, I'm going to tell you something. After September 11th, those terrorists used attack with box cutters. They took over planes and used them as missiles. After that happened, we changed protocol in this country with the hardened doors, nobody opens the doors. We've never seen that happen again in 19 years. If you had some well-trained, armed people undercover in schools and churches and synagogues, after three or four of these events happen and they're, they're neutralized in a matter of seconds, they will look for the next soft target. Right. Look, but there, there never should have been another episode school shooting after Columbine, ever. Right, right. Because at that point, you know, we'll spend a fortune to protect jewels or a bank yep. and money, but we will spend nothing to protect children. And the same thing even with higher education. There should have never been a higher education shooting after Virginia Tech. Mm. But there was, because everybody blames the gun, right. and they continue to blame the gun. So blame an object instead of the actor, but that seems to be the way progressives And it work. just goes around in a circle because it, yes. the law-abiding citizen is right. not the issue. It's that, the ones exactly. that don't abide by the law, and but you can't tell you know, right. the left any different because right. you know, they have their tunnel vision. It all goes back to the gun. Right. It's, I, I love the term gun violence. Our AG is constantly saying we have to stop gun violence, but it's guns not, are not violent. It's not car violence when you get hit by a drunk driver. But, mm-hmm. but you know what's amazing? You're talking about the AG. I, I just mentioned this uh, while we were uh, waiting for the show to start, and uh, you know the AG in Texas just came out and said publicly he is uh, encouraging more people to conceal carry in light of what has happened yes. in Texas or what mm-hmm. has ha- been happening in Texas. That he is encouraging more people to conceal carry to combat the situation. I mean, it's like night and day. You know, and, and, I, and I talk about it all the time, you know, even at uh, council meetings I brought up, I went to a, uh, a political convention. It was in uh, Valley Forge, uh, Pennsylvania, and a uh, significant place in our history, and there happened to be a gun show in that convention center. It was downstairs, and you had young people, old people, everybody, you know, was carrying around this whole uh, convention center. There were uh, young women, like 20 years old, carrying 22 22 pistols in their holsters. It was the nicest place in the world. Everybody was respectful, holding the door. You want some water. It was just the sweetest place on earth. You know, polite society is an armed society. An mm-hmm. armed society is a polite society. So, uh, you know, to those liberals out there that want to put lawn signs in front of their house while their family's sleeping at nights, and, and the lawn sign says, uh, this is a gun-free zone, which t- to me is like absurd that somebody <laughs> would even do I mean, imagine. Like, people do this. They I'm, do this. They I'm put lawn signs while their family or kids are sleeping, and a lawn sign says, gun-free zone. Zone, like you really got to be. I mean, t- to me, that's you're I got to be out of your mind to do something like rob that. And but, rape you know, and kill my but to them, I could see where it'd be counterintuitive, but it's the truth. The truth is, you know, an armed society is a polite society, and um, you know, I think at this point, everything that's going on, I think people are just finally waking up. You know, most conservative voices, you know, being conservative, uh, whether it be on uh, uh, gun rights or others, you know, that you know, out there creating drama most of the time. Drama tends to be created or at least propagated by the liberals or the liberal media. So, um, you know, this is our chance to really be heard and, and, and to really, you know, uh, set things straight. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, things don't get too dirty, you know. So, Parker, the frustration level. So every time you go down to Trenton, they're making new laws to downgrade U.S. citizen status, and they're making new laws like bail reform and driver's licenses for illegals and downgrading of charges and stuff for criminals. How frustrating does it get sometimes? 
Like we're constantly getting beat up. And they, they're always trying to justify why they feel it's the right thing to do. And it was a big part of it, too, with this resolution that, you know, that the councilman and myself are, are pushing for is, you know, when they do give driver's license to the illegal immigrants the last voting session and also in return when they can go out and vote, uh, there's so many things that play into effect with it. With even the, the renewal for their driver's license is virtually nothing as compared, as to, compared us. to us. And we have to have six right. points of identification as a New Jersey citizen to get our driver's license renewed. They can go in with a rent receipt and say, hey, you know, here I am, and they're going to give it out to them. And it's just like with the uh, convicted felons. You know, we're giving them voting rights. Uh, as you were saying, everybody that is not legally here or law-abiding are the ones that are getting extra rights, and they're taking ours away all the time. It's definitely a sad state of affairs at times down there. I think it's time that... We all stand together on a united front, and the only way we're going to get things to change is we have to keep an eye for every voting session, or excuse me, election session, and get all our people, all our voters out. Um, like they say, the only time, you know, a Democrat wins is when a Republican doesn't get out to vote. So Correct. we have to make sure and follow, follow the election cycles and get our friends motivated, and we can make a change in the state. It's going to be a slow process, but if we don't, we're not going to be getting any better. We're going down a dead-end road right now. Do you know, whoever's behind the playbook, whether it's Soros or whatever, California first, then New York State City, and then New Jersey, all three of those states, a year before they allowed illegals to get driver's licenses, they changed the voter registration to an opt-out. So what that means is when you go for your driver's license, you have to check, check. off that you yeah, want to yeah. opt out Otherwise, not yeah. to Automatic. vote. Otherwise, Automatic. you're automatically yeah, yeah. registered to vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phil Murphy signed it November of 18, Governor Murphy, and here it is January of 20, and illegals are allowed to get their driver's licenses. Mm. How many of them are going to opt out? Right. Zero. Zero. This started, Zero. Again, you're talking about a tactic that's used with neuropsychology. Obama was the first one to employ an army of neuropsychologists, and it's filtering down. I want to talk about our safety when we come back. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only five feet tall, and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. 
Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. So while, while we're back, I, I want to talk about, I have uh, Homeland Security officers come in here and use my range all the time, Department of Justice, ICE. Uh, the federal government right now is uh, researching New York and New Jersey's uh, driver's license for illegals because in the legislation, uh, Parker knows about this, they wrote that the illegals' um, background and information can't be released to the federal government. So I had ICE agents in here shooting, telling me that if Lou commits a crime, ICE can go to Department of Justice and see what his previous address is, blah, 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 and the government will release it. If Parker is an illegal, the government and motor vehicles is not allowed to release that information wow. to the federal. It's right. Am yeah, I right, yeah, Parker? Yeah. It's in. It's in the bill. You can't make it up. No, it's wow. in yeah, the so bill. You can't make it up. <laughs> so it's the same with New York. So they're having a hard time finding people, you know, that are actual criminals, rapists, child molesters, or whatever. So now. Trump has the, uh, the, the acting Department of Hope, Homeland Security. He's looking into this because, again, remember everybody listening, states do not have rights. States right. have powers. People have, rights. People have rights. And the federal government can step in and look at something that's affecting federal and national security. And people forget that almost every terrorist from September 11th parked their asses in New Jersey mm -hmm. and got driver's licenses right. and used those to book their flights instead of their Saudi and Syrian et, and uh, right. et cetera passports so that they didn't raise any red flags when they got on the planes. A lot of people don't know that. Ooh. And after that, with the Patriot Act, that's where they decided we needed six points of ID. So now the Democrats have sold our safety by letting 600,000 people in New Jersey and probably a million in New York get driver's licenses so they'll vote for them. But now, we're gonna, you don't think terrorists are going to exploit this driver's license loophole? No. no it's just our rich, diverse uh, immigrant community. Lou, what were you going to say? You were saying you were down there during the marijuana and the driver's license. Yeah, so I went down there. Actually, I had, I had been down there specifically for the, uh, <coughs> uh, the religious exemption that they were removing. Uh, they were planning on removing uh, from New Jersey uh, for um, vaccines uh, for vaccines oh, for, yeah. for for students, and uh, it, consequently, I was there. There was uh, it just so happened it was the day that they were going to vote on the driver's licenses for illegals uh, and putting on the ballot the uh, question for uh, for legalizing marijuana. And uh, you know, I, I recall uh, actually I went. It was uh, two two different sessions. Uh, one the first week, and then the vote was uh, in the Senate the following week. Uh, it was for the Assembly and the Senate. 
So what happened was, uh, it was ironically, like as people are filed up, there's a, a thousand people at the time. Uh, I was there pretty early, and there was already about a thousand people lined up to try to get into the state house. And here comes a bus. A bus rolls up, and uh, apparently, what seemed to be illegals or advocates for illegal driving, and they waited their turn for the microphone that these uh, uh, these uh, religious exemption uh, um, advocates uh, had, uh, um, you know, uh, were, were were utilizing, and they waited their turn, and they co-opted the crowd to make it look like there was all these people there to support the illegals driving, you know, which was ah. pretty amazing, and everybody's like, what is going on here? It was like the Twilight Zone. And then, you know, uh, uh, as we're making our way into the state house, the bigger point is um, that we had to show our IDs to get into the building. And, yep. and, and there was like a joke amongst us going, like, how are they going to get in? Because some of them started to, some of these advocates who appeared to be illegal, they certainly didn't know how to speak English. Um, and I can speak Spanish, so uh, you know, I, I was pretty aware that they didn't speak English. Uh, but they were online and trying to get in, and we had to show them. We're like, wow, what are they going to do? How are they going to? They literally just got to walk right in. It's amazing. They just got to walk right in. How how amazing is that? Is they that they were sick? given VIP status to walk right in the building while American citizens were waiting online like Soviet Union waiting on a bread line to just get into their Capitol building. It right. was a shock to everybody, you waiting know. Waiting to get into the Capitol building to be ignored by the people on the right, days. and it's sort of double standard. And you know, it's like I think people are almost getting used to, it, which is sick. You know, people really need to wake up to the fact of what's going on. And uh, to me, that was just that was insane. And unfortunately, a lot of times you'll see that with with the illegals, the licenses, whatever it might be, they'll be in the upper balcony. You know, while we do have a voting session, and they can be cheer, uh, chanting and cheering or mm. making all kinds of disturbance, and it goes unnoticed or it doesn't go unnoticed but it doesn't be you know right? unchallenged uh you know by our house speaker and with the democrats <laughs> uh not that people like us because we are respectful mm -hmm. but on the other hand if it's something that they don't agree with and somebody says something at a term they're yeah. escorted out by the state police yeah. so that's right. the double standard we know about that. Yes. first the they're surrounded by the state police yes. and then escorted out which i've yeah, been yeah, surrounded yeah. by the state police <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and exactly, and that's that's. I mean, that's paramount. There, you're there. You're showing your ID, and other people don't have to show your ID. I mean, that's just a blatant double standard, and amazing. I when think, they're not even citizens. I think with a especially, uh, we talk to a lot of people, and I, I know one of the biggest kick in the teeth is to the people that came here to be a United States yes. citizen, yes. and it took them Absolutely. six months or You're two right, yep. years or longer, yep. right. and they followed the process, right. and they came through the front door, and they're proud to be an American. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that are really upset. Yeah, you know, absolutely. everybody else is coming in the back door. And these people so. are really upset right. about it, and right. I don't blame yeah, them. Yeah, these people are able to cut the line, and nobody's the able door's to say always anything. open. Just come in the front. You know, yeah. is there people who had a study? Uh, American history, citizenship, who had a test for citizenship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had to, and they came here you mean because like of my love. Four of my grandparents. Yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah. And all four of my grandparents on their deathbeds, if you asked them where the welfare or unemployment office was, they would not be able to tell right. you. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. they would die before right. they took any assistance. Wow, I just had that conversation yeah. here. My family too. They would. They just. They just. And my my Italian grandparents. Uh, on my father's side, my father's seven brothers and sisters, nobody spoke a lick of Italian because my grandparents said they had to learn the language of their new country and not Italian. So the, my grandparents used that. They could talk behind the kid's back. You know, they didn't know what was going on. But my father, his brothers, I mean, they're all in their 80s. Some are deceased now, but none of them could speak any Italian because it was banned, right, it was banned. in the house. You had to learn the language. Right. You had to learn and you had to get a job. And I, I, I only have memories of my grandfather's working. 
mm. and then yeah, my father. Right. And then when I was yeah. 12, I started the same thing. Never any handouts or free stuff. And But what, what do you think, uh, Parker, you're down there, and you see both sides come down, and I've gone down and testified before the Assembly and Senate. And it's a shame how the left, you know, I'm, Michael Patrick Carroll has always been a champion of us, mm. but when I start talking, uh, the lawmakers start talking amongst each other and ordering lunch like they pay you total disrespect. It's 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 blatant. Yeah, yeah. It's really horrible. And when the people from handgun control or moms demand that they're allowed to go over their time limit, they can talk. And they're like, oh, good seeing you again. Go ahead. Give you a statement. You know, it's like me. Next, Calandro. You go up. Eh, two minutes is up. Get out. Uh, at what point do you, do you see a flashpoint coming in this country? Like, at what point do people... I mean, everything has been hit. Illegals get free tuition, free legal aid. It's not just New Jersey. It's spreading all over. The driver's licenses, where criminals have more rights. I, I just don't understand. I've always been a single-issue voter with the, with the guns. Doesn't it affect other people? Like, isn't there, like, mom and pop in the Midwest? Doesn't like, seem to you in know, New Jersey. I, like, like, what's going on? I, I think, unfortunately, in the state of New Jersey, which... I can vouch for it because I'm there quite a bit, um, is that it's getting to the point, and my wife will even, you know, agree with this, is that unfortunately a lot of elected officials, they're getting to where they will do or say or change their position just to win another election. And I'm seeing that, unfortunately, creeping across to our side of the aisle. Um, I will never change my vote or what I believe in just to win an election. If you don't like what I stand for, don't vote for me. That's fine. But I'm not going to, you know, walk both sides of the fence. I stand more firm on a position, and I will always stand that way. But you do see in this last go-around, you know, with people saying, oh, um, I got an F rating from the NRA. People are proud of different aspects of it because they need to get, a, you know, more of the moderate, more of the the left side to get reelected, that'll never be me. We have, there's, you know, there's over 200 anti-gun bills bouncing around Trenton right now. Wow, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's legislation now where all gun owners have to have insurance. But oh, last yeah, year, that, Murphy yeah. and Gruel canceled insurance for gun owners. We can't have insurance because they call it murder insurance. New York did the same thing. So our executive branch said it's illegal for us to have insurance. They canceled Carry Guard and uh, all the other uh, companies. Mm. But And now we have legislation coming through where it's going to require us to have insurance if we're gun owners. Right. So and I love that. Well, a lot of bills, too. Somebody had up, to get yeah. in between that. Yeah. You know, so somebody's brother-in-law making is in money. insurance company. <laughs> yep. Somebody making a dollar exactly off Exactly, right. It's going to, you know, it's probably uh, uh, down uh, Boss Hog down there in... in uh, so you don't have to comment on this, you guys, but I think Steve Sweeney's going to primary Murphy. You don't have to say either I wouldn't way. Be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, either. I think he's going to primary him, and I think Sweeney's going to win. I, w well, I mean, there'd see other people I'd like to see win, but obviously you would be a lot better than uh, There's what, about what we're dealing 35 with. Thirty-five other people, but you know, Sweeney before Christie was a rated NRA. He tended to be a little moderate. Uh, but that's that's just what I think. I think because Murphy is definitely in a weak position across the board right now. He put himself in that position. He, he is he's actually to the left of a lot of the Democrats in Trenton, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's like Who is it, 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 is? No, 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 Murphy. Murphy. Oh, Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Murphy. yeah, yeah. Murphy's just straight up socialist. But yeah, it, it's yeah. like everything. You know, the guy has a lot of money. He's out of touch. 
you know it's like he's banning uh you know different types of wild animals from the circus and the next week he's taking his whole family on an african safari you know it's like the average person can't afford that kind of stuff right, right. but he doesn't know because he's not a working folks like right, we are yeah. there's nothing more repulsive like he he's, yeah, he's never worked a day in his life but he's just made money yeah. on wall street as it you know as a, a speculator he's, he's worked off everybody else's right, hard work exactly yes. what it is but there's exactly. nothing more repulsive than a rich socialist right okay that try to tell us how to live you yeah, know yeah. you're paying two hundred thousand dollars your property taxes on your house in Middletown. Yeah, you yeah. know, how how do you know how we how, how we can live? It, well, that's what it, what was it a month ago? That was a statement. If taxes are your number one issue in New Jersey, maybe you should live someplace else. Correct. Straight up. Yeah. Well, at right. least he's honest. He's not hiding behind the curtain. Mm. He's telling that. And as far as gun grabbing goes, I mean, holy cow. Uh, the bills that are that are floating around, he'll sign anything they put yeah. on his desk. But also, it's our, our it's our own fault, not just by not us obviously voting, but once going back to making sure we get the people motivated to vote. Right. He came in with that election saying when he won, I will raise your taxes 1.5 billion dollars, and he did more than that. You know, it's like that was his campaign promise, and he sure went ahead and did it, and we put him in office. Correct. So. And well, we only had know, a 36% <laughs> voter turnout. He came in, and, and again, you've got New Jersey, and th the problem we say, and we say it all the time, what starts in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. And no matter where you go, especially in so many of the southern states, including Texas and the Carolinas and Florida, you have the, the, the ilk from New Jersey making its way down to the Carolinas and completely flipping states mm -hmm. because they've destroyed New Jersey. Now they can't afford to live here or they take their big fat teachers' pensions, cops' pensions, or firefighters' pensions, and now they go down to a place that's, you know, where... It, it, I pay twenty plus thousand dollars a year on on my uh, uh, property tax, mm -hmm. you know, for a small home. I have some land, and the my home, if you were to pick it up and just drop it into any of the Carolinas, just say South Carolina, nine hundred dollars a year. Why the hell am I staying here? Right. And 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 what is it I'm getting for it? Mm. The people in the Carolinas are more have a the mindset more of mine uh, i'm i tend to be pretty rural mm -hmm. you know and and i live in a rural part of the state and, and parker as you do too and my neighbor is a as a farmer my backyard neighbor is a farmer yeah the guy on the right of me is a farmer and um i understand that uh the mentality and how different you want to be a gambler oh my god you don't need to go to atlantic city all you have to do is <laughs> every season is a gamble i I've often thought and, and talking to people, uh, you know, up by us, I would love to seed from the rest of the state of New Jersey. You know, we'll take West Milford, Sussex <laughs> County, Passaic, I'm an Orange County, if, if it comes you know, to that. <laughs> and we could become our own state, control our own tax dollar, uh, have our own laws, right, right. and I think the majority of the people up here would be a lot better off instead of oh, sending to Trenton and getting yeah. nothing back out of it. Because and and yet you still have you have Trenton, you have Camden, you have Newark, Patterson. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, Jersey City, Union when City, completely. Look at your look at your school di Abbott district. You know, you get yeah. thirty one schools get sixty percent of your money for right. funding. You know, and you, right. that's and, the city. And the right? education yeah, yeah. is just so great in those areas. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. 
When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Make sure you visit the Gun For Hire site, the Calandro for NRA site. If you're on the Gun For Hire site, you can click our 2A page and sample resolutions for any uh, city or county is on there that was started by Lou Signorino over here. And there's again, there's all these 2A Sanctuary Facebook pages, but if you're not on social media, which you shouldn't be because I hate it, uh, uh, but I have to do it. You can get some info there. Also, I will be down next week. I'll be broadcasting live from NRA board meetings. We're going to tape the show on the weekend because I want to give everybody an update of what's going on with the sanctuary cities in Virginia as well and all the NRA activism that's a part of it there. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And what else do I have to talk about? And then two weeks later, I'll be in a SHOT Show in Vegas, and you all know I hate Vegas. 
Uh, we're planning a few more shows with Jay Factor. We have gotten a ton of. He's our two A historian in the state. He was on show four four eight. You guys, which, yeah, that, yeah, he's really really good. He was here the other day with his two sons uh, to shoot. They had a great time and Some a cool couple, couple people recognized them. He's reading. Um, documents, Parker, that are going back to the 12 and 1300s yeah. in England, and then stuff from the Mayflower forward, and uh, he's uncovering a lot of stuff, the history of the Second Amendment, and how our founders, what they read mm -hmm. to put in our Bill of Rights and Constitution, mm -hmm. and uh, if for a lot of people out there that don't know, we have a lot of cases going on. The Cheeseman case is at the U.S. Supreme Court. It's on hold right now. And he has a GoFundMe page, gofundme.com forward slash restore-carry-nj. We have the Rogers case, NRA and ANJRPC backed. We have the Gould case from Massachusetts. And obviously the Supreme Court is deciding whether they're going to moot or proceed with the New York State uh, rifle case. We also have a page on the Gun for Hire site. Anybody that lives in the five boroughs or New York State, if you want to transport your handguns now into New Jersey or out of the state, we have the PDFs and we have from Peter Tillam, who is the Evan Knappen of New York, we have his legalese on what you can and cannot do. And we have the uh, actual law that New York signed to try to prevent the New York State uh, rifle and pistol case. So it's a nice little thing. You can print it out. So if you get pulled over by a cop driving from the Bronx to gun for hire with your handguns and that cop doesn't know in September they changed the state and city law, you have a copy you can show to them. So Peter uh, compiled all of that for us. So he's a rock star. Yeah, because we get a lot of phone calls from people. Can, I, is, is it okay yeah. for bring, me to bring my handguns? Yeah, you talk yeah. about unconstitutional shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Parker, so they passed a law, it's, it's been on the books 20 years, where you can't take your handguns out of the five boroughs. Legally owned property. And during this Supreme Court exchange, Ginsburg actually came to our side. Really? Well, yes, because Ginsburg said to the New York State uh, lawyer, said, well, wait a minute, so you can't take your handgun out of the city, so if you own a house in New York State, you're telling that person they have they should buy a second gun and keep it there, and then when they're not there, there's a gun in the empty house. Oh, Wouldn't man. it be safer if they were allowed to bring their gun safely to, to their new house? She actually made sense. Yes, I, wow. I listened. I read the transcripts once. and then I listened to them when I was uh, once exactly. <laughs> but uh, so everybody's shaking in their boots. Our 10-round magazine ban case is going to get popped back up to the Third Circuit. It's at the appellate court now. The Third Circuit has been flipped. We have a two-judge majority. The Third Circuit is probably going to reinstate our 15-round mags. New Jersey, Gruel is going to appeal it, and then we're going to go in line for the Supreme Court. But California has a case that's already at the Ninth Circuit that's going to get denied, and they're probably going to get to the Supreme Court for us. I believe, you know, with most of our rights, Bloomberg and, and Soros and stuff, they've bought pretty much all of our federal legislatures, and uh, all we have left is the Supreme Court, which hasn't been bought yet. And, Parker, I've been saying for years our federal government, uh, our, the Assembly um, and the Senate, the House and Senate, they should all wear NASCAR-type jackets with their, all their sponsors on it, mm, yeah, you yeah. know, like General Motors yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it would look really... At least really we know who's paying them off. Exactly. <laughs> now you're right. asking for honesty, you know? Yeah, well, we can't we can't <laughs> have that. So so that's what's going on. So, so Parker, what are your plans now? I know you're frustrated with a supermajority. I guess, what do you do? Just put your pants on and put on your happy face and go down there and fight as hard as you can? Well, we... we did pick up two new members, you know, Yay. last time around. Doug Steinhardt so, worked his ass off this yes, year. Yeah, Doug's a good guy. And, uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, we can move <coughs> forward with that. 
uh, there's a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of different issues that do come up. You know, you can work on you know sort of a nonpartisan, uh, you know, united way. But the majority of the stuff, when it does come to you know, to guns, when it comes to you know right to life, there are certain issues that the Democrats you know don't want to hear any anything about. And unfortunately, I've seen it many times is when you have you know bills up and some of the Democrats know it's not the right thing to do to vote for and you'll have a board that they're two or three votes away and we'll set there we might set there for half an hour and pretty soon the Democrat leadership is going around and they're actually twisting arms until they hit that green button and it'll creep up you know from you know, it might be 36, and He's we'll right. set He's there yeah. 37, and on up, then finally you get the 41st vote, yeah, and then yeah. boom, yeah. out the door they go. And uh, but and and it's interesting too, which can be very aggravating. And it's not just me; they've done it many times to other people. Is when you have a good piece of legislation of some sort that you put forward, because one thing you always want to do, if is unfortunately you have to get a Democrat sponsor on there to to push it. Yeah. Uh, but if the bill's really good. What they do is they'll steal your bill. Say, hey, this is a really good bill. <laughs> we like it. But if you want to see it move forwards, right, we're taking you off as a prime sponsor. You're going down to, like, you know, third co-sponsor. Wow. And then we're going to put our people up, and then we'll move it forwards. So you always have to consider how dear it is to your heart. Right. But they, I see it quite often, you know, with wow. the, the Republicans down there. They'll come in and just steal your bill. It's our bill now if you want it. And you just, you just got to hate that. Oh, it's horrible. It's you can horrible. really learn to hate the people there sometimes. Sure. So. Well, what do they say? If if you're willing not to take credit, you can do a lot of good in politics. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because I just, I I rail at the people who just vote color. You know, like like it's a sports team. Yeah. And uh, I was coming up the parkway today for, for the show, and there's a car in front of me with a bumper sticker, of course, that says, vote blue no matter who. Oh, wow. And I just, you know, should I have not run them off the road? Or You know, what's interesting is, is I've been on the volunteer fire department for 30 years. I was 30 years last May. It'll be 31 years this May. Uh, I still responded pretty much every fire call. And we had a few years back, like telling my wife about it the other day, it was a car, went off the road, hit a pole, you know, she was a pin job, had to pop the door open. And there was five of us went down on the fire truck, all of us Republicans. And she had a sticker on her bumper said, Republicans suck. (laughs) <laughs> and here we are, the volunteer Republican right. firemen cutting this Democrat out of a car. But we never said a word. You never thought about, hey, you know, right. I'm not going to help her. She needed help, and we no. helped her. It's all, it's you know, these people are nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. yes. Yeah. Unraveled. Yeah. I mean, I get it. All my vehicles are wrapped gun for hire. I'm always wearing gun for hire. Yeah. you got to hear the shit I get. Oh, but yeah. You'd wonder like if it. it would be reciprocal on the other on the other foot, though. You know, I mean, I've been attacked for being a Republican, running for Republican office by uh, some crazy liberals. I mean, uh, physically attacked. You know, so things, you know, you wonder sometimes if it would be, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, if you get the same treatment, you know. They're just, they're completely unhinged. Yeah. It's, you know, the Democrat Party has always been about... And and it, and it works. It's not. It's not that this is just an untested method. Emotion drives, and oh, yeah. you know the biggest problem is, is on our side. We try to make logical arguments to emotional against emotional and arguments. And we're respectful. And we're respectful. They're they're radical, which means they're not respectful. And they move on emotion, which scientifically is proven 
right. They, they have, they've had issues with me before, and they're at Tifa Movement. They come after our business. Uh, oh, yeah. They call our employees and oh. scream at them. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's on the extent that they will go to because yeah. I do something they don't like. Right. You know, but, and I think it really upsets them, too, because I don't really care if they get upset at me, you know? Right. So it's like, <laughs> right. oh, you know. Right. I, I and I think that's the biggest problem. And you know, a lot of this stuff that you know we, we've talked about before. This the Obama administration was the first, and it happened in in the in the dark of night, and during the summertime, just before a summer recess. Um, they voted for the first time since actually started under Woodrow Wilson and FDR to be able to use propaganda legally against American citizens, mm. and it passed through. Yeah, you know the Democrat House, yeah. and um, it it filtered down. I happen to know personally a number of people who work as neuropsychologists for the government, and these are not lightweights. Mm. Um, you talk about being able to, you know, you go go to Cass Sunstein's book Nudge. It's basically what the government has been done for a long time. I, I'm a former public health officer, and um, I was a commanded commissioned officer, and. Um, we used it all the time. I, I mean, if you want to move society in a particular way, we always used to say, you know, my expertise was epidemics, and we always used to say, you know, bugs don't spread epidemics, people do. Right. Changes in behavior. And we flip it back by changing their behavior. Right. You make it very, very difficult for them to do what they want to do and very easy for them to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. which is exactly the unopt-in side. You flip it backwards. You have to take action because people are notoriously lazy. Imagine, imagine our education system teaching things like you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, they don't. That's anymore. another topic right there. But that's there's it's very lacking. It's I'm sure, we could all indoctrination. Agree on indoctrination went from yeah. the colleges to the high schools. Yeah. Now it's elementary schools. Right. It's just fluff. The uh, indoctrination starts <laughs> at an early, early age. Now I don't remember any indoctrination through elementary but school we did or have high school. It. We did have it. Yeah, we went from history to what social studies, studies or whatever yeah. the hell that was. So we didn't learn American history. We learned more about social studies. Than Anything. Well, that now, yeah, they're not even doing that. They're learning about other countries' histories. Right. You know? Right. Remember last year I read off George Washington University yeah. dropped U.S. history <laughs> yeah. off of their curriculum. You can be a history I mean, major and not have to study American yeah. history. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> How the hell is yeah, that yeah. possible? No, art therapy. <laughs> art that's therapy, big. yeah. That's a big thing. That's now, good. That's why therapy. you've got a lot of highly educated idiots. Um yeah, it's like giving illegals uh, driver's licenses. It's yeah, <laughs> it's it makes so bad. perfect like, sense. Yes, absolutely. And giving them free you hate education. to laugh about it. You know, you laugh, I guess, just because <coughs> it's so ridiculous. You know, you don't want to be upset, but you know. So we're wrapping up. I want to thank Assemblyman Parker Space for coming on the show. You're welcome to come anytime. Thank you. Come down and shoot. Bring the family when it's raining. I know you shoot right out your back door. We're all jealous, but. We, we would love to have you back on the show. If there's any issues, any support you need, okay. we're here. All I need is an email, call, and we'll have you on the show. Appreciate it. Lou, I extend the same to you. Lou, councilman from uh, West Milford. So anybody wants to get info for those two-way resolutions, they can go on the Gun for Hire two-way uh, page or the Calandro for NRA page, and they'll see it there. We got a, a full lineup of classes, urban classes, low light, no light, at Tienza Pen and Knife on January 26th. Sandy and I are taking on January 17th, Urban Revolver. 
So if anybody else is interested, I think Jimmy has one slot left on that. All the gear is in my office, by the way. Just make sure you bring your gun, Sandy. Urban combat revolver. Urban, urban something like something that. Like and then me, you, and Bobby Prouse, we're going to tape a show afterwards. And we're yep. going to have debrief and see how it went. Uh, I can't thank you all enough. I will be down at NRA. Remember, I'm running for a board seat for a three-year term this time. Hopefully, people down at the NRA will start talking to me again. And I... <laughs> And I will be reporting uh, back from Virginia on the sanctuary cities. I will not be there for the January 20th rally. I will I will be there for the 13th. I will not be there for the 20th. I will be in Vegas for the SHOT Show. So I'll be in the SHOT Show from the 20th to the 25th. So have a good one and Happy New Year, everybody. And you guys, thank you so much for standing up for our rights. Thank you. Well, thank you. looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counter-think media production. The music Use in your broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Please, guys, each one, reach one, get out and vote because you see what you can elect here sitting in the studio. If you do vote, you idiots, we love you guys. See you next week. Uh. To go shine.